0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Sexy Real Estate Recruiting Podcast. I'm the sexiest of the two hosts, Doctor Ben Spears. <laughs> Doctor Ben Spears, and I'm here with the big guy himself. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, a self-proclamation. Uh, it had to have been, man. I, right? I, I, Tell me what you think otherwise. Whatever. Right? I hear you. I hear you.
1: <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Another day in paradise. Well, I was doing great until you until you threw that on me, right? <laughs> So, uh, so we've got to, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about Rob being on, us, uh, yeah. on this with us today. He's, uh, he's going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about something that's going to help a bunch of brokers, right? If they, yeah, t- if so they cool. roll their sleeves up, it's going to help them out with their, uh, with their recruiting. So I'm real, real interested to, uh, to hear a little bit more about that from, uh, from him before we introduce him, right? What do we
0: got to do here? Yeah, you guys know the routine. Wherever you're listening, so make sure you hit that follow that subscribe button. There's no better time than the present than to go to prospectboomerang.com. Click that little green button at the top. Sign up for a free account and then enjoy all the, all the freebies that pop over there on the left, you know, our Real Estate Recruiting Mastermind, our downloads, um, and just some, some fun things for you to take a look at and get to know some other brokers in the area and, you know, hopefully let you get to know us a little bit better as well.
1: Yep. so so we're gonna we're gonna introduce that uh, we're gonna introduce Rob and his and his company. The the, the thing that that Ben and I, Doctor Ben and I, kind of geeked out on this is you know after talking to, to Rob the first time, we just love the stats and the and okay. all of the okay. things to make intelligent decisions, and right? Data, and so
0: analytics, like speaking my language,
1: absolutely. And so and so this is uh, this episode is going to be chock full of all of that and how uh, and how it can help people out, right? Yep. You want to introduce
0: Rob? Yep, absolutely. So this is this is Rob Keith, uh, founder of, of Relytics. Rob, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit more about about your your background kind of how you, how you got started and, and and how it led up to where you are now because I know it wasn't one of those things where you're like you know you you were born you went to elementary school then you know you're like you know what? I'm just gonna start a I'm just gonna start Realytics. <laughs> so tell us tell us where, how, how you got started and, uh, and and how you ended up where you are
2: yeah great and th- thanks uh, for uh, having me on the show guys appreciate it yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I have a very, very non-typical real estate uh, background, although I, I think just about everybody has a non-real estate uh, typical background. Nobody, uh, very few people go to high school with the intention of, uh, you know, someday becoming a real estate agent. Uh, for me, I, uh, my path uh, uh, led me through the military. I went to school at the, the Naval Academy uh, and spent nine years as a naval officer. Um, I was a Navy diver and lived all over the country. Uh, Along the way, the Navy uh, uh, put me through graduate school at MIT and Woods Hole Oceanographic. So that's sort of where I got my my technical background. Uh, So with all of that, it's like obviously the perfect background for uh, entering real estate, right? So my family uh, had a a real estate, second or third now, third generation real estate uh, brokerage business in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, About 100 agents, uh, four or five offices. So uh, not huge, but big enough. And uh, my, my uh, father had been um, looking for me to come back and join him for a long time to help him with the business. So uh, uh, after I left the Navy, I uh, went and started working uh, in, in the company and uh, went from that job that they give you when they don't know what to do with the boss's son, uh, the marketing uh, department, <laughs> and uh, eventually went through running our mortgage, uh, our mortgage brokerage, and turned it into a mortgage bank, and you know oversaw our title, title uh, operation, and eventually ran, ran the whole uh, business, and um, and eventually then uh, got involved in organized real estate and was uh, the Wisconsin uh, state, <laughs> state Association chairman. Uh, uh, for a couple years along the way, uh, NAR board member. Um, so very familiar with what, uh, uh, the brokers do every day in terms of recruiting agents, having to deal with agents being recruited, training up agents and trying to balance their agent pools out. Uh, in, uh, 2011, I, I left that, uh, I left, left our family business to take a job as a hired gun president of a, uh, national relocation management company that's based out of Milwaukee. So I spent four or five years uh, uh, helping transferees for in the corporation world, as well as government employees move from point A to point B, sell a house, buy a house, move all their stuff. Basically, uh, we were mass consumers of real estate services. We would move three or four or 5,000 people a year and help, you know, align them with the right agent on both ends of the transaction. So that's really where everything started coming together. Uh, we, you know, got an appreciation for the value oh, okay. of, yeah, uh, yeah they're just the value of picking the right agent. Um, oh, yeah.
1: In the yeah, real world,
2: that. it's a big um, part of how we make money is uh, selling the transfers property at a decent price quickly. And we developed very uh, extensive Individual level scorecards on 40 or 50,000 agents around the country. So we could, in any given community, if we're moving to Orlando, if we're moving someone out of Orlando, we might not know the best agent, but we'd know probably three or four of the top 10 for for our purposes. Right. So, uh, you know, from there, it's just a small jump to say, well, if we can do this for 40 or 50,000 agents, uh, provided we have the data. And we've got all these great tools that are coming online through the advance of technology. We can do it for 1.4 million, um, right. yeah. and uh, there really wasn't in the marketplace then, and and to my knowledge, isn't really now a great system for evaluating how good agents are at their job. Right. You know, I mean, when you hire a real estate agent, if you're selling your house, you have a job to do. You want to sell your house, you know, and. and uh, it seems like it's, there is a binary yes, no answer out of this. Did the house sell? And of course, there's color on that. Did it sell quickly? Did it sell for uh, something close to what you told them it was going to sell for? Uh, but ultimately, um, felt like there was enough information out there to begin producing very detailed uh, scoring systems on individual agents. So uh, I left that business in 2017 and started uh, started our company with an eye toward building that platform out and,
1: and uh, going from there. Yeah, that's such a that's such a great foundation for it, right? Because you, you don't know the agents in that market until you know them, right? And so right. you have to go in and you got to, you know, you got to throw some information together and figure out whether it's the right person. And, and the reality is a lot of times on, on relocation business, you know, you might have a great agent doing it, But the seller all of a sudden has a different expectation of how they want it to be handled. And so that agent that didn't end up looking so great in the transaction, part of the reason why could have been the person being relocated, right? So you you had to have real stats, real reason, real information to determine whether that person was really good at their job or not and whether they were just in a bad situation or whether they sucked as an agent and and the best way to do that is by gathering the data right getting it and and so we know that you do that on a big picture on on a big picture scale right for for a a lot of companies tell us uh, tell us a little bit about that what you so what you do is you help brokers understand the the probability of somebody moving correct Uh, an agent moving to a moving to a different company but also who's going to be a good fit and the truth about their production and, and all that kind of stuff right yeah,
2: I mean, let's start with sort of the big picture in that um, just like uh, someone running a company is responsible for making sure that the balance sheet looks the way they want it to, that they've got the right ratio of, of, uh, of short and long-term liabilities, that their assets are in line with what their strategy is. It's, in, it's the, you know, the best run companies have approached their agent pool with the same intentionality. Right. You know, most of the time you're not just trying to, to get bodies or as many people on board, you ideally want a certain mix. You know, you can't have all high producers because at least in the, uh, if we're talking about progressive commission split business model, your company dollar would be terrible. And right. plus you, you, you'll be led around by, uh, you know, lots of sort of prima donnas in the office, it's going to be a nightmare uh, to manage. The same token, you can't have much of low producers because uh, they'll screw the deal up for you, and you just can't scale fast enough. So there is uh, you need a you need a mix. You need a mix of, of younger agents to add energy. You need a mix of older agents to uh, provide stability against you know turnover on the agent pool. So what we do is we provide the fuel that, that allows uh, these mostly larger uh, organizations to begin not only developing a strategy for what their agent pool should look like, but the means to, uh, to get there by helping target the best recruits, by identifying uh, people that are at risk of leaving in one way, shape, or form. You'd mentioned uh, our switch risk model. So we, we do use some uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning driven algorithms within our system to make predictions on an agent level. Right. Um, but a lot of it's just sort of uh, you know filtering and sorting through these piles of data And displaying it in a way that's intuitive and it makes, uh, it allows for our clients to take action to achieve what what their goals are in terms of the agent pool. I mean, the short version of our company uh, vision at the beginning was we want to play money ball with real estate agents. We want to approach the problem with so much data that we're uncovering all little inefficiencies in the market and saying, you know, you think that this is uh, this is the type of person that you, that you're looking to recruit, but actually, these other people are going to be a much better fit for you. And here's why, and here's how to get them.
1: Right. That that's such a great way of that's a, such a great way of explaining it. You know, it, uh, whenever we uh, whenever we talked the first time, that was what you know we got off the we got on the phone with you and, and uh, Dr. Ben and I were talking about it, and, and what it does is it alleviates some of what a lot of people would stall out in recruiting, in, on the gray area right because a lot of people just you know they 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 go to analyze things they go to take a close look at it they really dig in and then and then when it comes time for them to actually make a valuable connection and have a conversation with somebody and whatever they they end up over analyzing the wrong information and it's not the person that's the best fit for them and they and they spend a lot of time on it and they figure out later that it wasn't the person that was a good fit for them it wasn't a person that was ever planning mm-hmm. on uh, ever planning on leaving because they they just didn't have they didn't ask the right questions. They didn't have the right data. They didn't have the right information to be able to see whether or not that person really was going to move one or two, whether they would have been a good fit for their office. And that's a big part of what you do is you take it, you take a close look at some things and allow them to have those hard facts to be able to make the connection with the people that, that they think are the, the best fit for them. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys are the experts in, in the salt and the total top of funnels, part of recruiting, you know, that, that, uh, a generic pitch is just so much less effective than one that's tuned toward the actual needs of the person that you're calling. And, uh, you know, our goal is to be able to take the just avalanche of data out there and distill it down to those three or four things that you want to work in on a call that are unique to that agent. Uh, you know, our goal is to know the agent better than they know themselves. And, uh, I think in most cases, uh, you know, if you invest a five or six minutes in our platform, looking at, um, all the different ways we can evaluate, look at an agent's career and their competencies and so on. That's not an unrealistic goal. You certainly know them better than their manager does, right? And uh, armed with that, I mean, it's kind of a can't lose proposition when you're making outbound calls on that.
1: Yeah. So, so tell us a uh, so tell us a little bit. You, I, I know you've got a bunch of success stories, right? Because we we've talked about you know we've talked about these. So tell us some of what has happened with some of the managers that were maybe struggling with with recruiting. That mm-hmm. you guys were able to help get them out of that out of that that dreadful place, right? Out of that place that they didn't want to uh, that they didn't want to do that recruiting, and you helped kind of get them to a place where they were more comfortable doing it. So, is there a you know, without saying any names, right? We don't want to get in any names. You just you can you can change people's names and change company names uh, yeah, if just you just call them Ben,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang.
1: We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage.
0: For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com.
2: Well, uh, actually, this is, this is more of a, a sort of a typical case in a lot of companies, even the ones that uh, seem to be on the outside that, you know, extremely well run is that, you um, Call reluctance is a real thing for managers. And uh, you know a lot of companies are expecting their managers to pick up the phone and carry their weight in terms of the outbound recruiting load. So, uh, and this was, I, I don't even have to anonymize it. I'll just say, this was my experience. Uh, you know, when I was supervising office managers is that you would ask them, you'd set a level of expectation. Hey, I need you to make five calls a month, 10 calls a month to some decent agents. Let's talk about who you're calling and how it went mm-hmm. and event, you know, a month or two in, it's usually like, I've talked to everybody mm-hmm. and they're not interested. Right. Like, what do you mean everybody? No, I mean, I know everybody. I've been in this market for 15 years. I know everybody, none of the, you don't want any of these other people. Right. And, um, it, in my experience, uh, even the best managers and industry veterans in an area, they might know 40% of the agents. Um, the fact of the matter is that most, you know, our, our pool turns over at like 20% a year. We're right. getting tons and tons of new agents in every year that we have tools in our system to, to evaluate newer agents uh, and do some comparison stuff. But the, you know, so the, the first sort of roadblock that our system tackles is that we serve up a recruiting list based on what the client tells us they're looking for. Right. And they're very uniquely targeted at their individual offices. So so it just takes that first layer of uh, excuse away. Like uh, there's nobody to call. Well, what about these people? Let's call these people. Right. Um, so I guess that would be sort of the level one help, you know, that, and uh, you know, we, we have, uh, the predictive stuff is kind of flashy and gets a lot of attention, but it, uh, partially because it works really well. It's almost eerie uh, how well some of our, uh, our predictive models work uh, there. Um, there was a, uh, this was, this is someone that signed on as a client, but this is while we were talking to them beforehand. We gave them a list of five agents that we thought were at risk in their company of leaving mm-hmm. based on pattern and behavior. We look right. at a, a, a detailed pattern and behavior for agents and uh, they, they thought it was interesting. And then I got a call two weeks later saying one of the five had just put in their notice right. and they were shocked because when they looked at it, it was like, no, these five are good. Right. Uh, so uh, it only takes one of those to, to make people a believer, um, right. which is, of course, why we send that out. But, right. uh, you know, there are things that other industries are using to predict, you know, in like the industrial context, predict like a failure of a machine before it happens or right. to predict the churn of a client, you know, in a
1: telecom scenario. Yeah.
2: Well, why, you know, we can do that in the real estate world, too. It's not perfect, but it, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, so so you know we're big on leading with value, right? That's that's whenever we have those initial conversations, we want to make sure that it's a very valuable conversation because a big part of it for us is, you know, we we want the agent to be with the right broker, right? That's gonna that's gonna limit them moving around. It's gonna limit the amount of time you have to spend with people uh, in order to get them to come on board, and it and it ends up with a more quality relationship all the way around if you lead with value and that opens a conversation up to have an authentic conversation with the, with the person, right? What better way of doing that than, than having some of the analytics like you're talking about, right? So, so leading in with, with the part of the conversation from a value standpoint of understanding their business and then saying, by the way, this is how we do it. And here's some of the things that we apply to how you do that. Having those initial conversations, man, just makes all the difference in the world for, for a broker, to not be afraid to have those first conversations with somebody that they need to, that they need to have. Now you're not just calling, because we don't believe in the, the whole smile and dial, right? We don't think you should just call everybody on a list and say, hey, you should come work for me. That's not how we, that's not how we look at it. Think about how much more pinpointed a broker can be with their conversation whenever they have the analytics to understand what the person is doing in their, in their business. And then they have a real valuable way of inviting them in to get to know them to see whether they're a good fit. It, it's such, a, it's such a, a, an intelligent, time-saving way of doing it. And the coolest part to me is the more that a broker does that, the less they're going to dread recruiting the less they're going to be terrified of recruiting. You start having those conversations and they're going the way that you want them to, that the manager's actually going to be more excited about doing that. They're going to want that win. It's, It's the fear of that rejection, that reluctancy that you were talking about, that dread that stops them from doing that. If they have, and they don't have to have a win on every phone call, but if they have more wins in a row, one after the other, they're going to be more excited about doing that, especially whenever the people coming on or a better fit because they use the things that we coach them to do to make sure that they are the right, the right person sitting in the right seat, such a, such a win-win situation. That's why we're again, so excited to have you on. We, we appreciate you coming on, Rob.
2: Yeah, no, it's been great talking about it. I know we could uh, geek out on, on stats all yep. day long. There's, <laughs> there's all kinds of interesting uh, sort of correlations we've found along the way that in terms of who's, you know, who is a, uh, um, who leaves when and why, uh, you know, who sells what kinds of properties and, and, uh, you know, does it vary by age? Does it vary by experience level? Things like that. Uh, And what, what it's really taught me is that there, there is a lot more sort of predictability to our business than people give it credit for. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, real estate is, it is such a, you know, on the surface, especially to someone new into the business, it seems so chaotic and all these you know sort of uh, arcane rules and pe- you know little pitfalls right. that people can run into but when you you start to pull the focus back a little bit look at a macro level i mean people follow reasonably predictable patterns of behavior throughout their career and it is possible to manage with intention uh, your agent pool and not just inherit what you get
1: right yeah so that is a uh, that that's so incredible that uh, that you're able so I don't I don't understand that part of uh, I don't understand that part of what you do the predictive analytics part I mean is just uh, is mind-boggling to me and whenever we look through this stuff you were able to say oh yeah looking at at these stats these are the people that are more likely and these are the people that you know are going to move in this time frame and and all that kind of stuff and then you you were able to show where where that those things had happened so it wasn't just a matter of you saying hey there's a chance that this will happen it's like hey there's there's a really really good chance that this is going to happen in in this amount of time so so what uh, Uh, So what's the, what does a broker do if they're trying to, if they're trying to understand from a, from a coaching standpoint, right? So they've got, so this isn't just about recruiting, right? We love talking about that part of it, but from a coaching standpoint, let's, let's put that hat on for just a, for just a second. So they, so they can use your program to make sure that they're having certain conversations with the agents that are in their office. One after they've identified some that might be, you know, thinking of, of leaving or they're trending towards that. But two, also from a from a training perspective and a coaching perspective, how do they use what you do to make the the agents in the office better at at being more productive for the broker?
2: Yeah, thanks. It's a great question. Um, well, there, there's a couple of ways we can tackle that. Um, and the, in the first level, we do we for every agent in our clients' companies, uh, we you know have. Uh, um, quite a few data points on this agent uh, every month in our sort of, on our monthly reporting cycle. Uh, But we also have an algorithm that that translates that into coaching cues on a agent by agent basis. So not every agent is gonna have a a cue every month, but it might say, here's an agent that's hitting hitting in a period of accelerated growth, you know, coach and support this agent, that they need it right now. Or here's an agent that's fallen off a cliff, you need to see what's going on. Or it could be even something like, this is an agent that's struggling with, with listings and perhaps uh, you know, we need to uh, identify a mentor or even someone to refer these, li- these list- this listing business out to. Right. So that's sort of the, the, the at scale piece. On the individual, on the individual level, um, in my experience uh, with just rare exceptions, agents have about a six or eight month time horizon in either direction. So they can tell you how they did last year, kind of. They can tell you what they plan on doing next quarter, but they don't have a great perspective, a career-long perspective of, of where they've been and how that affects where they're going. You know what? what what's their what's their sweet spot for how, however many listings they can manage at a time? How's their price point changed over the years? How's their geographic focus shifted? Uh, so. With some of the stuff that we have in the data visualization uh, um, department, which is really just screens that are interpreting large amounts of MLS data, um, it's going to allow in an individual coaching session, the the coach to be able to have sort of a, a careers-long perspective uh, with an agent rather than just say, all right, well, I see you're up 20% this year. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Um, or why. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's not particularly insightful. They already know that part. So, uh, it, you know, when you're, you're as a broker, we need to provide, you know, we need to provide value and, and justify our, uh, our split and our value proposition to our agents all the time. Right. So if I'm coaching the agent, I better be bringing something to that meeting that the agent can't just find, uh, by pulling up their own MLS record or, um, you know, going on a YouTube video, Right. Uh, so you know, this is all about establishing that that value proposition between broker and agent. That's so important.
1: Yeah, that's 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 so good. I mean, from a from a coaching perspective, I see how that would be uh, immensely uh, immensely helpful. So so if somebody wants a little bit more information, right? If they want to if they want to connect with you and say, hey, you know, I, I want to learn more about this. What do they What do they do? Where do they go, Rob? How do they How do they connect with you?
2: Yeah, I think the best way is just our website. So it's. Uh, uh, Relitix.com. It's R-E-L-I-T-I-X, and we'll uh, have some some links in there, and uh, you can obviously email out from there as well
1: so yeah great and and we'll put some uh, we'll put some information in the description so that they can uh, so they can get in touch with you there also so is there a, is there any other thing and just kind of uh, wrapping up and and from a summary perspective is there any other thing if you know you have having worn the broker's hat before right and then and then being able to dig in and know what you know now about your company is there is there any big picture thing that you think a broker should really know that could help them understand how to do a better job recruiting using a product like yours. What is the What's the biggest thing that they need to that they need to take into account, and, and how can they be actionable?
2: Well, I I, have, I'll, I guess I'll I'll answer this by saying what I wish I knew back then that I know now, uh, and I think it is that um, that the composition of your agent pool is your responsibility as a broker owner. You don't inherit it. You don't. I mean, you may inherit it, but um, you don't just accept it. Uh, if you want things to change, you design the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. Design for the, the company dollar you're looking for, design for the retention that your retention goals, so that which ties into your recruiting. Right. Uh, and then um, take steps every day to make it happen. Uh, I mean, I, the, in a broker, a broker's uh, main asset is their agent pool. Mm-hmm. And it's something that needs to be managed like any other asset with a lot of intentionality and uh, supported by data.
0: Yep. I love that. I, yeah, Absolutely. We, we talk about people being the, great, the greatest asset on the planet all the time. So yep. uh, you're preaching preaching our language there. I love it. Um, Matt, anything else before I close it up?
1: No, he, uh, we could talk to him forever. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love the, the data part of it and making database decisions. If you, if you want to feel confident in a decision on something, you have to be competent first. And that competency comes from knowing your numbers, knowing your stats, understanding what it is you're trying to accomplish. Like you said, being intentional, all of that is so much easier when you have something that can, that can analyze all that for you and allow you to understand what you're looking at. So you can use it for recruiting or coaching. That's, that's absolutely fantastic, Rob. We, We love it. Again, we could talk to you all day for that.
0: Perfect. So guys, just like Matt said, you know, we will make sure that we put Relytics contact info in the description below, just make it clickable and easy for you to get to. Um, If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, make sure you hit that follow button. If you happen to be listening to this or watching it on YouTube, make sure you hit that red subscribe button, that bell right beside of it. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode um if you just want to go and, and and just learn more about prospect boomerang you can do that at prospectboomerang.com. um click on Podcast at the top you can watch the entire podcast there um there's also a little box there it says sign up for a free vip list where we will send you monthly recruiting tips tricks and hacks directly to your inbox we bring on amazing guests and just super smart people uh just like rob here um, and, and, you know, let them occasionally, talk to Matt occasionally and no. then, <laughs> and then I sit here and just listen to these amazing conversations for one reason and one reason alone. Let's tell them why that is because we just want to be part of their win.